All right, I'd like to welcome you to lesson one of the Divine Love Essentials course. I'm Bill Fraze. We'll be discussing pages three through seven of the Divine Love Essentials book. Uh, this book can be downloaded from wakeupcallforthesoul.com under the Divine Love Essentials course tab. Uh, so if you would uh, join me here, uh, let us open our hearts to receive what our creator uh, would desire to bless us with at this time. Heavenly parent, we thank you for placing us in the middle of your great love story. We long from the depths of our souls for your love and light. We long for the gentle power of your love to carry us home to your heart of infinite, unconditional love and absolute acceptance. We are your beloveds. We are your precious children. And there is nothing we can do to change your love for us. We need only to open our hearts to you to experience your great love and care for us. Help us to find our place in your story, your story of the power of your love overcoming everything that is opposed to it. Help us to be agents of your love in this world. Help us to be changed by you so that we might help to bring those changes to this world that are in harmony with your will and your love. We're so grateful for who you are, who you've created and called us to become for one another. We are forever grateful. Heal us, set us free so that we might know you and ourselves and one another as we truly are, instead of through the limiting categories and concepts that filter and darken, that becloud our perceptions. Thank you so much, our most loving creator. Amen. All right, so what I'd like to do is start with uh, page three, how to approach this course. I just wanted to highlight uh, some things that I'd said uh, in this section here. Uh, this, this course does not cover everything. It's, it's like scratching the surface. Um, it is I, in, in this amount of time and, and everything. In that amount of text, there's there's only so much we can do. So a lot of really important stuff has been left out. Um, so I just want to uh, be clear about that. But again, I'm I'm doing my best to give people some information, and I think the 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 idea of orient orientation is really kind of what I'm going for. That um, because the the realities that we're dealing with, spiritual realities, are so different from what is typical in our world today. Uh, that I just, I, I've gotten the sense that there's this need to, to help people to have some, some intellectual uh, conceptual hangers to kind of understand somewhat uh, what people are experiencing, what they have experienced, uh, what, you know, how, how these things fit together. And that's a big part of what, uh, what the, the, first, the first lesson on A Brief History of Divine Love is about too, is really to, to kind of set a, a historical context for what's um, going on. Um, yeah, and again, I just wanna reiterate, don't accept what I say is true, what I write. Um, words are inherently error prone because they cannot contain that which to, uh, that, that to which they refer. They, they really, they're more like signs or markers pointing in a direction. So uh, I will always encourage people to, to go uh, to their souls to receive 
uh, that that information, that truth. Uh, truth in its ultimate form is wordless. It's beyond uh, words. Uh, so we're just we're doing our best we can with the tools that we kind of have available to us here. Um, let's see. All right, so I think I think that's all I wanted to say really about uh, the how to approach the course on page three, introduction page four. Um, you know, nobody needs this information in order to uh, connect directly to our Creator. All that's required is is the longing of the soul for the gift of uh, God's love, and it's a soul doesn't even need to know have any con conceptual understanding of what God's love is. Um, the, the soul knows what it is and the mind doesn't even have to have a clue in order to receive it. There are many people all over the world who have experienced uh, God's unconditional love for them without having any conceptual understanding of it. Uh, so it's not necessary. But again, this for me was really about, you know, trying to, to help people uh, orient themselves in this, this new different world of reality that's so diametrically opposed to the world that humanity has constructed uh, out of our ignorance and, and arrogance. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, there was one question that had come up about, um, you know, who, uh, who I follow. So I, I want to address that now uh, as I'm, as I'm thinking about the, the introduction here. And, and basically I follow uh, all of those souls who've come before me, who have taught the truth of, of God's unconditional divine love, God's absolute acceptance of all of God's soul children. So uh, those are the souls whom I follow uh, in terms of the work that I'm doing uh, at, at this point. Uh, since, since every soul has the ability to go straight to God uh, for what is needed, um, that's that's what I'm doing as well. I'm going straight to God for everything that I need uh, in my life and in order to uh, fulfill my purpose at this time. All right, let me see. I'm going to go. I'm sorry, because I'm going through here and trying to keep myself kind of focused uh, and not get too, too much uh, wandering off on things here. All right, so I'm going to shift to uh, page five, A Brief History of Divine Love. And so um, I think it, I got some, uh, most of the questions came with regard to this section, which makes sense. There's, it's two pages, which is really long for this book. Um, and, and I'm basically trying to cover billions of years in two pages of text. Um, so I was pretty proud of myself to get it. Well, I guess it ended up being slightly over two pages. So uh, let's see, I think, yeah. So one of the questions that, yeah, there's so many. Oh, there's so many questions here. I'm trying to think what the best way to go is. Okay, so um, oh, in this book, uh, on several occasions, I use the word oversoul. There was a question about, you know, what is that? Where did it come from? Uh, and so the the word oversoul that's uh, that's used in in the text uh, is basically just another word for God. It's it's the idea that that God's soul is great and infinite all-powerful, all those aspects, which we'll go more into that uh, next week, where that word, I think, pops up one or two more times. Um, so it's it's basically another another way of saying God, and that was just the word that came out as I was uh, working on this material. So if you see oversoul, you can translate that to God, heavenly parent, creator, uh, whatever, whatever works uh, for you that way. 
and it's actually a fairly common word um, in the in the divine love movement itself and I guess that's why it, it popped out that way um, yeah and then there are some different questions here about uh, the first parents the choices that they uh, made and, and kind of the consequences of that so I wanted to go a bit more uh, into that so here's um, okay so one of the questions why would the first couple refuse God's gift of love so it's it's an interesting question because they had a real choice and uh, and that choice had definite consequences for us as, as human beings upon the earth being the the children of humanity those those progeny who have followed uh, the, the first parents and so I mean basically you know, and there's so many different ways to come at this, but when I when I think about the the decision that the first parents made, they basically had two ways to go. God offers them the gift of divine love and says, you know, we can we can experience this oneness in this way and manner, um, and they they refused that. They didn't have to. They could have accepted it and said, yes, this is something that, uh, that that we want for ourselves. Of course, for each of them, it would have been an individual choice as to whether to accept it or not. Um, and so basically the choice that they made was to express their souls outside of the flow of God's divine love. Um, and that that choice the way that they made that choice had consequences to basically what what led to and it's hard to describe it but basically the conditions were such that that uh there was no possibility for human souls after that to to receive the divine love because uh up in that time period after that uh where, where it basically could not be received because there were no souls in condition to recognize the gift for what it was and that's why jesus uh is so important in the story because his soul was one that that was able to appreciate and and uh and act upon that gift to basically make the the choice or the decision to receive and experience god's divine love uh that the first parents uh decided not to make all right, and then another really good question that I got. Um, so why are we all subjected to the actions of those who came before us? Why are we not given the same choice to accept or not accept God's love like Jesus was given uh, so that we can come afresh? And then uh, if, if we suffer, we have an idea why, but as we didn't make any obvious choices ourselves, we are left in this confusion as to why we suffer. So um, there's so many angles that I could come at from with regard to that question. I mean, I've wondered that myself in many ways, you know, in, in different words over the years. And and I guess at this point, the, the way to reply to that that makes sense to me is it's kind of more of a, um, of a personal uh, response in terms of my own journey. And so there are kind of two ways for us, two basic ways for us to find our way to love. Um, one is that we recognize that love is available and we simply accept it. We say, oh, thank you for this gift of love. Um, and that was, again, <laughs> the choice that was offered to the first parents. They said, no, thank you. Um, and then uh, experience the consequences of that decision. The other major path that's available to souls uh, to find their way to love is suffering 
and whether the first parents knew it or not, that was that was the path that um, that they set humanity on. And for me personally, um, I'm actually really grateful for that choice. And that may not make sense to a lot of people. Um, I mean, even my own mind right now is like, are you crazy? Like, <laughs> but I guess the way that I think about it too is that we're every everything in life is an opportunity. Every moment presents us with uh, powerful opportunities to either uh, accept love or to reject it in all the many forms that it comes to us. And and I can't really speak um, for the path of love because I mean, so much of my own path as, as so many people's paths in this world have, have had their definitions in uh, what I'll call suffering. And I'm not, I'm not saying that people experience constant unending suffering that they're consciously aware of or anything like that, but the conditions on the planet um, from, from the time of, of the decision of the first parents till now um, have not been completely in harmony with with God's will, God's laws, and God's love. And so that lack of harmony creates a certain level of suffering. And just because people are really used to a particular level of suffering, it still it doesn't take away the fact that uh, compared to what's possible uh, or ultimately real, it doesn't negate the fact that, that it exists and that it's something that everyone in their own way uh, needs to deal with, even if there are apparent relative degrees in this, uh, in this world that we experience at this point. And so for me, um, having gone thus far on this path of suffering, again, it's all relative. I'm, you know, <laughs> I mean, in so many ways I'm doing really well, but, uh, but I, I think that, that that path for me has been very meaningful because as I, have, as, as I have had to confront myself and those challenging circumstances over the course of my life, um, I feel that for me anyways, it's given me a, a kind of depth um, that I, I, I mean, maybe I could have achieved it on the complete just accept God's love path that was available to me from the time of my birth, uh, whether, whether I was consciously aware of it or not. Um, but I think that just like I was saying that there are opportunities on that path, on that path of suffering. And that doesn't mean most of us take advantage of most of them, but, but on that path, there are so many opportunities, um, to, to express love, to experience love, to receive love, to, um, to share, to give, to help, uh, others, you know, as, as they struggle as well. And so, um, uh, yeah, I, at this point in my journey, I, I look back on my entire life and I'm grateful for all of it, everything, all of the darkness, all of the light. The earth is a really special place that way. This, this, uh, confluence of darkness and light existing, um, in the same place in the same time, almost like weather patterns. And, um, uh, and so anyways, <clears throat> Yeah, when I think about it, I feel like I've experienced a particular depth um, in that path uh, that maybe in some respects gives me greater compassion for other people because of my own suffering. I can understand and appreciate other people's suffering more uh, in, in order to possibly help them, not to say that I know or understand completely what other people are going through, but that there's, that there's a familiarity with it. It's not completely 
uh, foreign or unknown to me. You know, and um, and when I think about this time in the world, you know, and, and my being here on this planet with all of its challenges and dilemmas and everything, I'm really grateful for that too because I, I feel like um, for my soul, I'm supposed to be here now. I'm supposed to be who I am, doing what I'm doing, uh, doing my best to to help uh, to help humanity through this this particular period in our history, um, in this story that we don't even we can't even understand that we're too close to it, but. But uh, what I call this, you know, this unfolding uh, love story of of God and, and humanity, and and with that, with that opportunity uh, that we have, I just, I don't know, like I, this time just resonates with me so much. Uh, it's it's like I'm supposed to be here now, doing what I'm doing, uh, with the people that I'm doing it with, you know, and and my hope is that. Um, as all of us continue on this journey, that, that all of us have more and more that sense of not that we're aliens in this world, not that we're, we don't belong here, but that uh, we're actually deeply needed here, uh, that each of us has an important role to play in increasing the light and love uh, that's available to humanity uh, on this earth and that everything that we do matters uh, and that, you know, we're just supposed to do our best. And that's what this course is about for me. So basically, I guess to sum all of that up for me, I feel like it's all, it's all unfolding uh, the way it's supposed to be to the extent that humanity uh, has, has made the choices that we've made and that we all continue to make the choices we make, that we're all doing the best we can and that, that God is, is ready and willing to help us uh, to do those, to do those things. Um, so another question that was asked uh, in this context, and and there's going to be a lesson on this more specifically, but it's about the human soul. But I figured I'll bring it up here because we're we're talking about souls uh, here, and so it was a really good question. Uh, do animals have souls? Uh, were they among the first organisms to be implanted souls? Where does it begin? Does everything have a soul? Rocks, trees, etc. Um, so. So here's uh, here's what what the deal is. <laughs> uh, on Earth, human beings have souls. The soul, and we'll get into this in lesson three. But uh, the human soul is made in the the image, the likeness of the Creator's uh, oversoul or great soul, uh, with with limitations uh, that the 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 soul of the Creator. Uh, doesn't have. And so in that respect on this world at this time, humans are, are uh, very unique and special, even though there are currently 7.5 billion of us upon the planet. Um, everything else um, in, in this world, in the cosmos, and I'm not talking about souls who live on other planets, that's a whole other topic. That's that's definitely outside the bounds of uh, divine love essentials because uh, we, we've got our hands full with what's going on on the earth right now. Uh, but when it comes to animals, minerals, rocks, plants, the air, basically everything in the entire cosmos um, is, is a natural 
uh, creation and these these creations, all those kinds of things I'm talking about, down to the level of energy, all the way up to uh, condensed matter, all these things have what I would call awareness, consciousness, intelligence, um, but they they do not have uh, that soul that is made in the image of uh, the divine maker. Uh, so that's that's kind of the difference that way, uh, and, and so. Yeah, yeah. When um, when we're talking about so so it, it it in no way you know diminishes the the beauty and the intelligence and and the awareness of all these different aspects of of nature. You know, even the air that we breathe, the light that comes to us from the sun. All of these things have awareness, consciousness, uh, intelligence. But it's it's different. Uh, the, I mean, one of the key distinctions is that that those things are not soul in and of themselves. And, uh, and there's, there's the big lacking piece of will. Um, you know, photons do not will themselves. They do not have the ability to choose. Uh, they, they, are, they can be influenced uh, by the will uh, of entities, but, but they do not have that ability themselves. Uh, to do so. So I guess that's how I attempt to uh, to make that distinction there. Um, okay, and I had, I was wondering, I was hoping someone would ask questions about the prophecy of the new heart in the Hebrew scriptures. Uh, so I'm very grateful for those questions. So I'm going to uh, do a few scriptures and verses uh, from from the Jewish Bible that, uh, that are references to this uh, particular prophecy, which is... Um, yeah, I don't know if, if my sense of it. I, I haven't I haven't really heard it taught or preached a lot all my years in in the church. Um, at least not the way I w would have liked to have heard it. So, um, so here I'll get to do some of my favorite uh, verses in that in that realm. So, uh, one of those verses is Jeremiah twenty four seven. I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord. They will be my people and I will be their God, for they will return to me with all their heart. That's from the uh, New International Version. Uh, Ezekiel actually mentions this prophecy twice. Um, in Ezekiel 11:19. again, all of this is the New International Version. I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. And again, from Ezekiel this time, uh, chapter 36, verses 26 to 27, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep all my laws. Uh, there are other references throughout the um, throughout the, the Hebrew scriptures uh, that, that allude to this in less direct ways. Those are the most uh, direct uh, scripture verses that I'm aware of that, that relate specifically uh, to that prophecy, while again, there are lots of others. The best sources for information on this, it's actually in the sources section of the book. Um, if you check out, and these are available free online as PDFs, 
uh, 76 sermons on the Old Testament of the Bible and New Testament revelations. Uh, both of those links, again, are in the source section of the book. And, uh, and if you want to go deep on that stuff, oh man, there's, <laughs> you can, you can go very, uh, very deep on, on, um, on all kinds of things uh, that way. Some really great information there uh, related to, to how the, the scriptures do and do not relate uh, to the truth of, of God's love. Um, all right, let's see. I'm scrolling through all my things to see what yeah, might be more helpful or not. Um, yeah, so I think I'm going to just go into a, another uh, question here, another excellent question that I got. Um, so someone had asked, I, I understand that one should ask for God's divine love and he will give it. Um, what about the idea that God gives his love without being asked for? Um, it certainly has happened in my life more than once. There were years when I did not pray at all and yet I received God's love. Uh, so, you know, and, and this person's asking, you know, does this just apply to me? Is it other people? Like, you know, what's, what's going on uh, with this? And there's also some comments related to, uh, you know, the, the, the mixed messages that we get from um, the, the Bible with regard to God's true nature. Is, is, do, do we have a God of violence or love or some uh, strange combination of the two? So um, I, I, for me, I mean, this course, if, if you haven't gotten the message already, uh, the, God is a God of love, um, no violence. <laughs> um, all the violence in the Bible was invented by people. Uh, but anyways, I wasn't even going to go there. So, so here's, I mean, this is the, it's part of what's so fascinating about God's love and the soul is that, I mean, there are so many people in the world who have experienced God's divine love. And most of those people have no idea that, exi that it exists. They have no concept for that. If you were to tell them, hey, you've received God's love, they'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, that, and so that points to one of the interesting disconnects because the human world is so built upon the, the mind and its forms, its structures, its concepts, its ideas, its beliefs, its limitations, we're so used to filtering our experiences through these mental frameworks that the there's this uh, some often the the love of God can be experienced in the soul in a very subtle way. Sometimes it can be, I mean, it can be very experienced very powerfully too. But uh, many times the mind uh, either does not interpret at all or misinterprets what is happening. Uh, within the soul, it, it, it has the ability to do that, to, to exercise its perceptions in erroneous directions uh, without having any actual understanding of what's going on at the soul level. And so um, it's entirely possible for people to receive God's love without asking for it. It happens probably every day on this planet. Um, and, and so, but the, the asking that word, because we tend to think of asking as a mental function, but the, the, the true asking for divine love is a soul function. It is, it is the exercise or the expression of the soul's desire uh, for what we would call union with God, God's divine love, the blessings of God. People will use the word Holy Spirit. That's a whole other lesson in another book. Um, 
but all of those all of those things that people conceptualize divine love as um, people can experience it without actually understanding what's going on so in terms of that question yeah i mean if anyone were to tell me after and and i've talked to people and i've read and all that you know that, that there are all kinds of people i don't believe i was one of those people who experienced god's love before i consciously prayed for it before i before i actually desired it but um but my understanding is is that there are many many people who have done so i think the most important thing and, and one of the reasons um why i'm excited to do this this course and to share this information with people is that um, while receiving God's love once in our lives is, is a wonderful and special blessing and, and it changes us forever, for me, the real money, the real power uh, is really behind. It's, it's engaging in the practice, the conscious, ongoing practice of praying for God's love as much as we possibly can with as much t intensity as we can uh, in order to affect um, the, the actual transformation of the soul, which I'm getting ahead of myself with other lessons. But um, anyways, we can talk more about that uh, in, in future lessons that way. But, but that's, that's the thing for me. There are tons of people who have experienced God's love, but most of those people are unaware of it and they may have experienced it once or twice in their lives, but they haven't set up a regular practice because they don't understand what's going on. Hence, part of the reason, I guess, why I'm doing this course uh, is, is to help increase that level of awareness and, and encourage people to actually uh, seek God's love through their heart, through their soul, uh, for the transformation of their being, um, and not simply to, to pray uh, prayers with just words or by rote or out of the mind, uh, but to have those prayers be soul, soulful. All right. Yeah, and so... I'm going to scroll through here. Yeah, we didn't have questions on a lot of those things. So, yeah, and I guess I'll just say something about the, the invitation to participation uh, section here. Uh, I got that idea fairly late in the development of, of this book to have it be a bit more of a workbook. And so, um, you know, obviously prayer is, is the main thing for me, you know, and, and, we can take anything to our creator in prayer, any of our questions, our fears, our hopes. Um, there are a lot of misconceptions about what prayer is um, and isn't. There's so many different forms of it. But uh, these questions are just things that I'm inviting people to contemplate. And, and if you're so inspired to uh, take those things to, to your creator, to uh, receive guidance or insight uh, into those into those things and and you know I, I guess one of my favorite you know questions is is the fourth one uh, on page seven what would God love for me to know for sure um, you know all the time I think people are like well this is what I want to know or what I need to know or whatever um, but I, I sort of like the flipping of that question to to say, well, what, what is it that God wants me to know? And I'm not, and again, <laughs> it's not clear. I'm not, I'm not going for intellectual answers here. It's not like God is going to give you the formula for everything, you know, in, in equation form, perfectly balanced with all the proofs that go along with it. Um, but no, that what I'm encouraging people to do is, is to seek that, that soul knowing, those perceptions of the soul that allow us to know things without knowing how we know them. Um, it's not about reading books. 
even you know taking courses like this of course i'm doing my best to make this course as soulful and as inspiring and as helpful uh to people who are who are on the divine love path as possible um yeah it's it's really about uh going into the depths of our soul seeking that that a part of us within that that longs uh for something way more than what uh what the the world that people have invented can offer us you know something that's beyond money power worldly power fame form beauty and its superficial manifestations um even beyond pleasure suffering throw that in uh that that we that that we can seek those things and, and receive them from god and and the thing is i think we're so used to not trusting our souls we're so used to to letting our minds uh which have been conditioned by this uh, pseudo reality that humanity has invented uh, to allow our minds to continue to guide us to drive us in certain directions um, but the the soul knows exactly what it's doing the soul uh, has the ability to connect instantly to god uh, in in that that prayerful longing and to receive an immediate response as well um, it depends on us god is always there ready and willing and and actually pouring out love in this constant unending flow uh, for each and every child as if each of us were and were an only child of our creator um, but just like anything in life you know uh, if we're not willing to accept a gift then for us we don't get to experience the gift and uh, my hope for for all of you uh, is is the opportunity that uh, precious and blessed opportunity to to experience the gift uh, to know it and not just as a one-off but to progressively move toward that place where it is um, foundational reality of our lives where where we know these things about ourselves and about who we come from uh in ways that that no one can tell us or teach us or show us uh things things that are that are just inherently a part of of who we are as as god's uh, precious children so with that i think i've gone through all of the questions uh, at least to the best of my ability hopefully uh that worked yeah. okay i'm gonna look okay thank you i just wanted to check the comments thank you for that so uh what i what i'd like to do here uh is just invite invite us to a, a brief uh closing prayer here loving creator help us to recognize the abundant opportunities you shower upon us to experience the power of your love within our souls within our hearts as we seek and receive your love heal our hurts our wounds our biases our judgments our negativity our harshness our traumas everything that we allow to come between each of us and your great soul of love and as you set us free from the burdens that we have taken upon ourselves 
Help us to uncover those gifts you have planted deep within our souls, that we might become conduits of your light and love in the world, working in harmony with your plan, with your will, with your great love that encompasses all of creation. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts and the depths of our souls. Amen.